what is going on guys welcome back to the sports group podcast for those of you that are new make sure to hit that follow button if you're on spotify if you're on apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button but today i i got nacho flacco on the episode um nacho flacco he's a meme page on instagram he's a great guy um the episode went really well so the first segment we talked about some quarterback prospects and he's a 49ers fan so they're going to be getting a quarterback most likely um and we talked about which is the best fit for the 49ers and then we moved on to another segment about um whether certain players should make the hall of fame or not and then finally we moved on to a mystery segment and i didn't even tell him about this part because i wanted to keep it a mystery but it went really well as well so you should stay tuned um this this was a really good episode my audio quality wasn't great, but so I may I recommend turning your volume down. But other than that, it, it went really well. Um, so in terms of news for this for this podcast, I made a Discord server. The link is in the link tree, which is in the description of this video. And um, we're gonna be able to build our community on there. It, it'll be great. You guys can meet new people. You can uh, get to know me as well. So make sure to join that. And the other thing is that in two weeks from now, I'm going to be answering your guys' questions um, on on an episode. Um, so what you need to do is go to the link tree, and after you join the Discord, send in your questions for two weeks from now. And then two weeks from now, you'll hear your question featured on, on this podcast. So, I mean, if I were you, I would I would go ahead and do it right now. Pause this, go join the Discord, go send in a question, and then come back and listen, because this is a banger of an episode. And without further ado, let's get into it. Alright, so today I'm here with not Joe Flacco. Most of you probably already know him. Um, I mean, I should be the one introducing myself, probably, but let's just give him a chance to introduce himself, so take it away. Uh, sure. Well, I run a uh, stupid NFL meme page called the uh, at not Joe Flacco on Instagram. And I've got the podcast, not Joe Flacco, the podcast. I've been doing the memes for about five years. I just passed, uh, just passed hundred thousand followers in the last like 60 days. And, um, that's about it. I'm 49ers fan. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty much it. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's my entire that's my entire uh, you know online persona right there wrapped up. 100k seen at three digits. That's pretty nice. Um, so I mean, I'm aware that you started off you started off your podcasting career kind of interviewing like teenagers and probably people <laughs> my age. So you're kind of back to that. I mean, like not back to it, but like this is kind of back where you were. Um. Well, this is, the, I mean, this is, this is different. I'm on your podcast, you know, as, as opposed to you being on mine, which is, which is different. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, the podcast has taken a couple iterations for me. You know, I was, I started out, I was started out trying to use the podcast to grow my page and basically was like, Hey, I can leverage shout outs if I get these kids on my podcast. And then I realized I just hated talking to them so much that I stopped <laughs> doing the podcast. Um the uh, and that lasted like two episodes, and then I did another podcast with my buddy. He and I are were like mortal 
fantasy football enemies, best friends in real life and mortal fantasy football enemies. And uh, I, I was like, Hey man, why don't we run a team together? And that was great, you know, but there was no content because our team was so good. We went like, we ended up getting second, but ended up like 15 and one, I guess on the season. And uh, um, we only, we just kept arguing about the same two guys at the bottom of the roster. It was just, it, it became a really boring podcast to do and uh the, the premise just wasn't right and uh this is my third try with not joe flacco the podcast and we just recorded our 97th episode so um pumped on that just past the one year anniversary mark we've got a bunch of stuff coming for the draft uh, actually recording tonight um so we've got three two two pod two draft preview pods coming up so this one this one has stuck a little bit and uh it's growing. We're having fun. You know, I'm having enough fun. I stopped looking at the numbers. Um, so as it's fun, I enjoy doing it. Yeah. It's, it's really entertaining podcast and I'm honored to be here on with you. Um, Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. So why don't, why don't we start off? So we're 15 days away from the draft. I think something like that, 15 or 14. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure at this point, but around two weeks. So with the 49ers, they traded up to the third pick as most of us know at this point, Wait, they did? <laughs> nah, they didn't. They still <laughs> at fourteen or whatever they were before. But um, yeah, tw- twelve up to three. So yeah, so I I just want your opinion. Who exactly do you want on like a quarterback? Obviously, but which one? Not Mac Jones. That's my one. That's my one mandatory. If I was if I was if I was Jed York, if I was the owner of the Niners, I would just say not Mac Jones. That's my only. My only thing. And the reason it's not like, listen, I don't watch enough college football and, and by enough, I mean any. Um, I don't watch college football. I've seen these guys maybe play a combined one game. And so all of this just comes from the fact that if they take Mac Jones, it feels like it's not a big enough risk. Yeah, I hear the term the, safe the, prospect the, with his name the, a lot. The upside just isn't you know, we don't need him to play this year. We've got Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Trust Jimmy. He's got his flaws. But if he stays healthy, we're going to have a good team. Yeah, that's, and that's one to, of his and, flaws. Is his and to, right. And to just, to just go out there and roll out another guy that's, you know, accurate and not very mobile feels like we're just going to end up in the same spot every year and you know as this is Kyle Shanahan's chance to take over the league I mean you know if he finds somebody that's up there with the Deshaun Watsons of the world you know (laughs) I don't think you want to go there (laughs) well you know you know it's like well I didn't want to see Patrick Mahomes right because it's like that guy feels like such a generational generational talent right like you said that you know, I, I'm not, I don't want to put that kind of pressure, but like, if you draft Justin Fields, you're expecting somebody that's up there in the deck, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson kind of tier, Russell Wilson tier. And if you do that, you know, that's the shot I want them to take. If they fail with, with a Justin Fields or, or a Trey Lance, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Right. If they, if they fail with a Mac Jones, like it's it would just feel and Justin Fields pops off or Trey Lance pops off and they missed on the pick 
that will be the thing that like gets Shanahan fired. And I honestly can't think of a coach I'd rather have than fucking Kyle Shanahan. So I just want him to not get fired. Like it's been, even though the last four years, we've only got the one winning season. This, this is a fun team, like with a fun culture and they play hard and I like the way they play and their style of play. And they seem to have a ton of fun. They seem to like each other. Yeah. Not to mention how complete it is right now. Right. And that's all just really fun stuff when you're a fan and your team's like fun, (laughs) you know, it's like my team's fun right now. And I want that to keep going. And I think Mac Jones, they might win with Mac Jones, but if they draft Mac Jones, they have to win. They have to win. Like with Mac Jones, like here's what I got for him. Like, he performs the fundamentals at a basic level, but he doesn't have like an X factor. Like you said, with like uh, Deshaun Watson or one of those guys, like he doesn't play with that extra, like the extra ability. Like he doesn't have that freakish athleticism of like Lamar or anything like that. So he's not going to add much other than like, oh, he can throw. He, he goes through his reads and yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be like, if he's anything less than Matt Ryan, then the Niners should not take him. Mm. If he's if he's Matt Ryan, take him. I'm cool with that. But he better fucking be Matt Ryan. Yeah, exactly. just, you know, and that's, you know, Matt Ryan's a top 10 quarterback, right? Like, they've got to get a top 10 quarterback. And, like, what was the, like, if you are going to draft Mac Jones, you wouldn't have wanted to trade up, like, nine picks just for that like that's what i'm saying yeah i mean you know if if listen listen i'm if kyle shanahan thinks that that mac jones is the next tom brady then it's all worth it and all you know listen i've been like i've been saying on on my pod you know when when my buddies like so you know what happens if they do draft him i'm like then i'll love him he's he'll be my quarterback right it's like it'll be whatever I learned to love Richard Sherman for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, but like, so this isn't, this isn't that it's just like, it would be kind of one of those, like, really, we, we went through all this, like you got our hopes up and then we draft a guy that, you know, wears a t-shirt in the pool. Like he's just, he's just, there's nothing elite, sexy. There's nothing there. No skill that he has that like, you're yeah. like, Oh fuck. I can't wait to see what this guy's like in Madden. He's just a basic you know, like, quarterback. He's he's just you know, he's just a basic quarterback, and he better be elite at all the decision making. He better be elite at all the accuracy stuff. You better be able to make all the throws with him, um, and he might be able to do all that stuff. But I just you know there there's a ceiling with him that the offense isn't going to be able to do the really fun stuff that like when 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 the when the offense breaks down when the play breaks down can he go win a play and he's just you know that's just not his thing yeah um yeah i I like justin fields actually i'm pretty invested in him going to the 49ers i'm not a 49ers fan but uh who are you a fan of um like i'm from maryland no i'm from maryland but uh yeah so like ravens and then uh my secondary team i'm also a cowboys fan so I mean, I know you're about to judge that. So just, just about just, to hop off just, the podcast. Just pick one. Just pick one team. Just pick <laughs> I'll go one with team. the here, just to please you. I'll go with the Ravens for now. There we go. That's your team. <laughs> Whoever you say first is your team. The secondary team is bullshit. All right. So um 
Yeah, what I was saying yeah, about I mean, Justin Fields, like he he does what Jimmy G can't. Like he's really he's really accurate on the deep passes, and like that yeah. was the PTSD from the 49ers fan and and your coaching staff, like going out on that overthrow of Emmanuel Sanders. Like you just want someone that that's able to do that, and then maybe Jimmy G can just mentor him to teach him like to fill in the gaps of what he can't do right now. Yeah, I you know I. I'm see the 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 overthrow doesn't that that thing doesn't sit with me. I mean, it's like you watch enough football, you know those passes are gonna get, you know, it's like the a, a, a completion percentage on a forty yard pass isn't great, right? Yeah. Like I'm sure if you gave Jimmy ten ten throws, he probably makes it an average amount of time, just like the same way everybody else would. But yeah, we needed that fucking throw, <laughs> um, and and that throw there was still plenty of time on the clock. So even if they made that throw, it doesn't mean that Patrick Mahomes doesn't come back down and, and win the ball game again. Yeah, um, definitely. So like I don't have the PTSD on that throw. Now some of the other plays from the Super Bowl, sure. There's some. There's some. Hey, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> God, that's second. I, I'm trying not to curse, but now nah, you're good. You're good. The um, uh, but yeah, I you know what it, the way that the Niners set this up is they don't need this guy to produce this week, this year. And that's great. That's a perfect scenario because Jimmy knows the offense. Jimmy can execute it. They're going to be a good team with Jimmy on the field. Um, And as long as everybody stays healthy, it should be a fun season. And if it's not, you know, then we'll end up seeing the rookie at some point. So. Yeah. So it'll be an an interesting year, no matter what. I keep hearing you like bank on Jimmy staying healthy or like if he stays healthy, Um, like I'm not disrespecting him, but like he's a he's a talented quarterback. He's pretty good, probably like mid tier, I would say. But like he's really fragile. He's he's a piece of glass, man. Um, I mean, so- you know, he he uh, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. It's not a, it's not like his shoulder keeps falling out of the socket, yeah. right? I mean, it's like you know he had there he had no interior offensive line this year, and he kept getting his ankle rolled up on. That sucks. I think that the what the Niners should have done this year was if they had it to do all over again they would have sat him for six or eight weeks to start the season and then brought him back for the last eight games which is and because he came back and he was in that Dolphins game and he just couldn't get any he had no like he had had nothing on his ball everything was floating everything was high he just couldn't he couldn't plant he couldn't drive through it and then you know he got hurt again in the Seattle game and then by that point they're like, well, you know, um, uh, you know, by that point, and, you know, because he probably could have come back at the end of the season. But at that point, they're like, well, shit, if he gets hurt again, we can't trade him. And I think they kept him out just in case they, they needed to trade him this offseason or cut yeah, him or something. It's not worth like it. That, so. I mean, so, I've, I've, I've I think the, I think the, I think the team screwed up the strategy around how to help him re- rehabilitate. And I think they were so bad with Mullins and so bad with cj bethard that (laughs) they rolled him out there before it was before he was ready so you know i sprains happen torn acls happen you know i would like him to be on the field if he's not you know we're gonna have a rookie this year and it'll be an interesting year regardless so like that's my my only everybody else has plenty of beefs with jimmy but you know like mine are yeah he doesn't throw the deep ball great and yeah he doesn't have a great record of staying healthy but if he's healthy i think he's a top 15 quarterback yeah and like um, it's not all him like last year like just the whole team had issues with injuries um like George Kittle was out for a few weeks and stuff like that so yeah we can't just yep. blame it all on him yep 
Exactly. Um, how do you feel about Trey Lance? I don't know. Like, I'm not – again, I, you know, he hasn't played enough. I don't watch enough college football. Anything I say here is just – I mean, like, he's got the – he seems – from what I've read, he seems to have like that makeup that, you know, he's out there. The, the highlights I have seen, he's out there. He's running over guys. And granted, they're second division guys. But like, that's like, he's not trying to do anything fancy. He's imposing his will, which is what you're supposed to do when you're up against guys that, you know, you're that much physically better than. So that's a good, like, to me, like, it's like a good framework to start with you know he also threw like what 300 passes without throwing interception like there's like a lot of good like pieces there um and apparently it was a pro style offense with a lot of play action that he was running up there so you know i i i trust i'm gonna back whoever they pick i just think that if you're if you're really trying to take over the league and be dominant that you draft either fields or or Trey Lance yeah I can agree with that um like one of the things like one of the things with uh Trey Lance like he's got insane talent it's just raw right now like he's got a flesh he's he has some stuff to flesh out but he's a he's a great runner as well and like you said he's he's has a great um physicality um I mean that that 28 touchdown and no interception season I mean, like North Dakota, they're in the FCS, so it's not as big of a deal since like the cornerbacks over there in the secondary isn't as great. But I mean, still, it's it's still a feat that he accomplished. Yeah. Um, I mean, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, we already know one and two. Um, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, he's like he's got a great physique as well, like six foot six or something. Um. And I think he also, he's also got some running ability. He's easily evades pressure is what I've got. Um, Zach Wilson, some of the stuff I see, like, I'm not exactly sure why why the Jets are so, like, invested in him right now. Because, like, some of the clips that I've seen, I like, I don't watch much, but he he underthrows a lot and misses some open some open reads a bit. So I don't know about that. And then, like, I mean, obviously, you don't watch much college football, but if you have any input, feel free to jump in. Yeah, no, I mean, couldn't disagree. I couldn't disagree with you. Couldn't agree with you. Like, I, I just, you know, I just, I just want my team to take to take the big swing. Um, I think, I think the for for the league, it's, um, I think the league would be terrified if. Kyle Shanahan was able to make either Trey Lance or Justin Fields work. Um, I think they've already seen what the Niners look like with a stationary quarterback and the Niners are really good, but there's that extra gear that we don't have. So, um, you know, as far as all the other stuff and analysis and whether they do this well or that well, yeah, I'm not the guy I run a meme page. How do you, I mean, um, like would you would rather them have like take a bigger risk and, um, like, like, um, you'd rather have them risk it rather than going like the safer route, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, because they've still got Jimmy under contract for two years, so you know, and there's nothing that there's nothing that says they have to trade Jimmy after this year. If the rookie comes in and he beats Jimmy out, great. If uh the rookie comes in and Jimmy's clearly better and Jimmy's healthy, 
you've got Jimmy for the next two years. Like there's nothing that's forcing the Niners hand here. And so, you know, it, they're in a really good position. And I think that's part of the reason they made the trade is that they don't think that they're ever going to be drafting as high as 12 ever again. Like they're get, they're a team that's going to draft in the twenties. They're, they're built for the, to make the playoffs. They've got a veteran team. They've got a ton of talent, um, a great core. And, Coach. you know, even with everything that went, went wrong last year, they still, um, they still went what six and 10. So, you know, and they're drafting 12th, you know, it's um, uh, last year was a nightmare season and not the legendary revenge tour we were promised. And uh, you know, with, with this season, you know, hopefully they can get a few more guys to stay healthy and, and put some wins together. Yeah. Right now they've got like a super complete team probably up there with like the, uh, the bucks and the Colts, but I think their Super Bowl window is, is like, in the next few years. So probably filling yeah, that. That's what, they, that's, that's what they're trying to extend. Right. If, if you've got Jimmy, you know, and, and uh, you know, if, if Jimmy's healthy, they've got a Super Bowl roster right now, but it kind of ends when everybody else gets a little older, you know, Trent Williams will be 35 soon and everybody else is going to need contracts and, you know, they're going to need Jimmy's cap space to sign Bosa and decide Fred Warner. Um, they can probably get, you know, interesting, you know, with it and, and make it make, you know, some, some cool stuff happen with the salary cap, kind of like the saints do if they've got, if they had to keep Jimmy, but you know, their off season went so well that they're able to take a gamble on a quarterback. And I think it's great. They just got to nail the pick. You think if this uh, quarterback that they draft succeeds, um, do you think they'll trade Jimmy Garoppolo or do you think they'll just let him be the backup? No, they'll absolutely trade him. He's got a $25 million cap hit or something next year. They'll absolutely trade him. They need that cap space. Yeah, but he's just got that no trade clause. So he's kind of in. That's just for this. That's just for this year. There's there's no, there's, there's one, there's only one year where they've got the no trade clause and it's this year. Oh, okay. I was not aware of that. Um, That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, that, that should be about it for this segment. Um, any last any last things you want to say? No, I'm I'm at this point I'm just repeating myself, man. It's yeah, like not not just, Max you gotta Jones. Get a, you <laughs> gotta get a counter on how many times you say yeah. if Jimmy stays healthy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Ding ding ding. <laughs> All right. So the next segment. Some I'm gonna call Hall of Famer Nah. So, I mean, let's let's start out with the the um cat in the throat whatever you call it frog in the throat cat in the bag um is julian edelman a hall of no no not at all i i agree with that 100 percent. like i 156th all-time in receiving yards that's in the regular season 261st all-time in receiving touchdowns and yeah i mean he's he's important to the patriots fans and there's just a lot of patriots fans right like that's what happens when you win basically every year for 20 years. The um, he's important to them. He's not important to football, right? Like just because you're a Super Bowl MVP doesn't mean you're a future hall of famer. And I think the fact that he's second to Jerry Rice, like if he was second to Cliff Branch and Cliff Branch is fourth in all time playoff receiving yards. If he was second to Cliff Branch, we'd stop, we'd stop acting like this is some huge career accolade. Like just saying, being able to say, this is how good Jerry Rice is, is that 
Julian Edelman fans think that being second to Jerry Rice in one stat makes you a Hall of Famer. That's how good that says more about Jerry Rice than it does Julian Edelman. Like Jerry Rice was that good that just mentioning that you're second to him in something is a Hall of Fame case for somebody that really shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's like he's got, you know, there's listen, at what'd you say, 156 in career passing yards? Receiving, yeah. He's yeah, 156 receiving in receiving yards. yards. Like, you know, there's just there's just nothing there. Like yeah, he, and there's only 29 even, he, receivers in the Hall of Fame. He's he's not even the best slot receiver that the Patriots have had. I mean, that's Wes Welker. Wes Welker yeah. was an all-pro, Pro Bowl uh, wide receiver. Exactly. And Edelman's just not that. And, you know, it's like, yes, this is somebody else's joke, but if you roll up Welker, Edelman, and Danny Amendola, if you, put, if you make them one person, now they're a Hall of Famer. But yeah, like you don't it, just because you've won Super Bowls doesn't like John Taylor with the Niners. He was the he was the number two wide receiver on on the Niners. Sixteen yards per reception for his career, about six thousand yards receiving, like forty six touchdowns or something like that. Um, and made one of the biggest catches in Super Bowl history against the Bengals in uh, in the ninth in the nineteen eighty eight season Super Bowl. Um, but he doesn't, he's not going to get talked about. Like he's, he's, he's not even on the ballot. Like it's not even an option. Um, Edelman will end up there. They're, they'll talk about him, but he's never going to even make the cut past the semifinalists. There's just too many. And I'm sure we're going to get into this and, yeah. and play, do, do the, do the piece here, but there's too many other guys that have actually, you know, been dominant wide receivers that he's just never been. Yeah. That, that's a great way to put it. Um, I 100% agree with all of that. Um, like you're going to be able to push, you're not pushing your team through the regular season, but you only show up in the playoffs. Like, I don't know. It's like, like you, Joe Flacco, like, like your average in the, in the regular season. And then the playoffs, you show up like, that's not a case for the hall of fame. Um, the next person I've got um Antonio Brown who's still playing but I think like he's probably nearing the end of his career we'll see but um we, we may be able to make a judgment as of now to see oh wait I've got a quick question um sure so without without um without Julian Edelman how many of the uh, how many of the Patriots last three Super Bowls do they win like uh, I mean like you know that's I don't know like there's 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 um those hypotheticals man they're fun but like there's there's just too much there it's like if you if you've got Wes Welker in that role instead of Edelman you get the Patriots fan that'll be like oh Welker would have dropped it Welker dropped this one so he wouldn't have made that one and if Edelman wasn't here and there it's just like football's a complicated sport man like you can't just you you can't just swap players in and out and be like oh this would have happened or this wouldn't have happened and it, this is like the same thing that people do. It's like, well, would Brady have been good without Belichick or would Brady have won all this Super Bowls without Belichick and would Belichick have won them without Brady? It's like, who the fuck cares? They want them together. Yeah. They've each got their, you know, they've got their six rings. Brady now has seven. And let's just appreciate that those things happen. Like 
I'm not dogging Edelman that like he didn't have a great career. Dude was a seventh round draft pick, was a quarterback in college, um, and got every effing ounce of talent out of his body. Um, and sometimes with some performance enhancers, but you know, like he got everything out of his career, three Super Bowls, Super Bowl MVP, a career beyond his wildest imaginations. But overachieving doesn't mean that overachieving your draft spot or overachieving for, you know, what your position was in college or where you went to college is not a line item on a Hall of Fame resume. Like, it's just not like Jerry Rice doesn't get extra credit because he was in a division two school, right? Like, you don't even need to talk about it because Jerry Rice is the greatest wide receiver of all time. You don't need to talk about where, you know, um, what round Terrell Owens was drafted in. You don't need to talk about anything else because he's the stats talk the number two or number three best wide receiver of all time. Like you, if you're a hall of famer, these conversations, you don't need to cite, I don't need to cite a specific Terrell Owens play to be like, that's why he's a hall of famer. No, I can just be like, the guy was, you know, it was like three, four, five, you know, all pro teams. Like, in during his career he went to this many pro bowls he went to this many um he was selected this many times for the first team all pro i don't need to bring up that like he played in the super bowl on a broken leg yeah like if you're resorting to all these minute details it's just it's not worth it exactly if you're picking out one play to be like that's why he's a hall of famer it's like no that's why he was the Super Bowl MVP. Well, if he's a Super Bowl MVP, he should be he should be in the Hall of Fame. No, those you got Malcolm Smith, you've got, you know, Deion Branch. Why aren't they standing for Deion Branch like this? <laughs> yeah. Right? He was a Super Bowl MVP. That's a great question. He he had a nice career, right? So so why not the pressure to 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 get Deion Branch into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, that, that's a really good point as well. Um, and like going back to what you were saying before, like it doesn't matter, like, um, if it was Edelman who want, who is more valuable or like Tom Brady or Bill Belichick like it's just the same thing as like who's dependent on who who's more valuable like what position like is the O-line more important or is the quarterback more important like it doesn't matter like they're all they all play a role and like obviously without one you're not going to be able to succeed so um, right I mean it's like he it, great career congrats to him you know um and but like let's do the Dion branch thing right they played in about the same number of games 140 to 137 and uh dion has got 6600 yards receiving julian edelman's got 6800 and has 39 tds edelman has 36 tds um and they both were super bowl mvps so if, if Edelman's getting in, then Deion Branch better get in, but nobody's clamoring for Deion Branch these days to get in. So Yeah, and then that's just going to set up a whole other thing, like like all these other wide receivers, oh, they, and then they need to make it. So it's right. degrading the people that are already in the Hall of Fame and all that. Yeah, if they if they put Julian Edelman in the Hall of Fame, they need to they need to make a separate building for Jerry Rice and call it something different. <laughs> yeah, just a, like, like they should other. they shouldn't be in this like they shouldn't be preserved in the same room historically for the rest of you know for the, for the rest of civilization to you know walk through and be like wow Julian Edelman and Jerry Rice must have been pretty similar for them to be in the to for them to both make the <laughs> Hall of Fame like it's just like Julian Edelman would be one of the worst hall if not the worst hall of famer in in the hall 
yeah, like 20 years from now, like there's going to be kids like that, that are not checking stats from 100 years ago or like 80 years ago. Right. And they're going to be just seeing these two guys together, like you said. I I found it ironic or funny that like straight when Edelman announced his retirement, like all the meme pages took to Instagram and like, oh, he's not, he's not a Hall of Famer. And like, I love how that's what, how we like congratulated him on his career. <laughs> well, it's like, and, but that's not, see, that's not on, that's not on us. That's not on no, the no, meme no, pages. I, I like the, re- the reason, the reason we all jumped on that that joke the pats fans was because the yeah. pats fans are so irrational about this guy <laughs> yep. like if he if he like wes welker retired i didn't you know shit i forget when that happened i didn't say a goddamn thing <laughs> right I mean, like gonna... plenty of guys retire i'm not gonna say a goddamn thing right um you know if but edelman retires and people are like oh this guy's a hall because like the is julian edelman a hall of famer thing has been like bubbling for a couple years like there's a there's another meme page that like that's his thing like julian edelman is a hall of famer and like he's serious about it which is ridiculous retired even before he retired and and so that's why you know the the meme pages just go where the go where the attention is right and so it's like if you've got if you've got all these people that are like diehard, just like, Oh my God, this guy is a hall of famer without a doubt in my mind, you know, and they're sitting there going like somebody actually had the, the audacity that like a few times have been like, well, well, Megatron had a short career and he got in first ballot. Like, are you really fucking comparing Megatron and Julian Edelman? Like, or playoff stats are what mattered. No, they fucking don't like, yes, they matter to you because they won your team a Super Bowl but they're not like how we judge players. Like Julian Edelman's entire postseason career amounts to about one full season. Right. That would be like putting Peyton Hillis in the hall of fame, just because he had that one, like 1600 yard season. Like, it's just not, it's just not, it's not a big enough sample size for it to like be significant historically to where you've got to be like, Hey, we got to put this guy in a museum. Right. Because um, we're going to put this guy in a museum because, you know, he was on a team that won three Super Bowls. Yeah, I think like Mike Evans' stats are already better than his. And yeah, like I don't know. Well, and that's and that's what that was my John Taylor argument, right? He won. He was a three-time champion, made a big catch in the Super Bowl, did everything. He had about the same stats as Julian Edelman. You know, Deion Branch, same thing. You know, Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl MVP, about the same stats as Julian Edelman. Why aren't they in the Hall of Fame? Yep. Right, like you know. And those are the, these are the arguments that, that, you know, he'll be brought up. Somebody's going to talk about him, and then they're going to go, okay, yeah, cool. Fine. Moving on. Right. Like, and the performance enhancing suspension doesn't help him either. Right. Like the fact that he couldn't get on the field the first couple of years doesn't help him either. I like Edelman. I think he had a great career for him, but overachieve again, overachieving doesn't make you belong in the museum. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like, I've got relatives in New England and Boston and stuff, and, like, the commentators and, like, the reporters up there, they go crazy whenever, like, a Boston or New England sports team loses. So, yeah, like you were saying, like, New yep. England fans and all that, it's just crazy. Yeah, well, it's like, listen, I, you know, I'm old now, so it's like, but, you know, there was, there's guys from the Niners that, you know, I think, 
that I think should be that I would, here's the thing. I'll, I'll say it like this. There's guys on the Niners that I would love to see get that recognition and me wanting to see them get that recognition does not make them hall of famers, right? Like I think Bryant young was one of the best defensive tackles of his era. You know, whether or not he gets into the hall is, is a, you know, is it's a maybe for him. Right. I think Patrick Willis is a top echelon uh, middle linebacker throughout the entire game. Right. Not even just for his era, but like, he's going to go up against Keekly and Bobby Wagner and some of these other guys that are like all in that same range. And they've all been to a, you know, they've all been to about, they've all been named to, you know, the same number of all pro teams. Like they've got eerily similar stats and it's going to be like, can you put all of them in? Right. And so then it becomes a tiebreaker thing, which is where postseason stuff comes in, which is where defensive player of the year awards come in. Right. Like there's tiebreakers. Right. And that to me is like, if Edelman had 10,000 yards receiving, if Edelman had Heinz Ward stats, with the Super Bowl MVP, with the three Super Bowl rings, I would absolutely say, like, yeah, he's, he's a Hall beat. of Famer. Yep. Right? But, like, he doesn't have even Heinz Ward stats. Like, and that's the – you know, it's – oh, and here's my other favorite. Oh, but he's got 3,000 special teams yards. Go fuck <laughs> yourself. Like, like I'm, not, I'm not here – if you're pulling out special team stats as a way of being like, hey, you know, he's well-rounded. It's like, yeah, people are well-rounded when they're not good at any one thing. Yeah, like for your argument, you should have a solid foundation like pre-made before resorting to these little things like like you said, return yards or pun return yards, kick return yards, stuff like that. Uh Super Bowl, I mean postseason receiving yards, all that stuff. Like you gotta have the base stats first that can at least compare to the other Hall of Fame guys. Right. Right. right so next one, let's do Antonio Brown and then I got a few more. Sure. This is a no doubter for me. Like I know people don't like him and, and he's kind of gone crazy and gone nuts, but the guy's been, a, is he, he was a top two wide receiver and I don't think he was two yeah, wide receiver for the, for like a good 10 year Julio Jones. Yeah. It was him or Julio Jones. I like, listen, I had him on my fantasy team and he's insane. I had man. him, I had him for cheap and you know, I got, it was a dynasty league and I got to have him year over year over year. So I just didn't really enjoyed having him on my team and he scored touchdowns and he caught a lot of balls and he was a four time all pro selection. And there's only like maybe six, seven guys that have ever had more than three all pro selections at the wide receiver position. Like he is, I think he'll be like a Terrell Owens. Like he gets in like on the fifth ballot. Right. Terrell, I think T.O. had to wait three ballots. Um, Marvin Harrison had to wait a little bit. Reggie Wayne's like he's in that Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison echelon for me. And I think like you can't. He he's just he was so dominant and caught so many balls and scored so many touchdowns that I just I you can't leave him out, even with all the even with all the goofy personal shit. Yeah, um, I mean, I was really happy to see him. Um, finally get a Super Bowl this year because I think the year before he was drafted the Steelers won the Super Bowl and then like he lost a Super Bowl to the Packers or something but I was really yeah, I think it was he lost they lost I think he lost the Super Bowl his rookie year but he wasn't really playing it, yeah, it was, was like, like a punt returner know. or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah he was a, you know he was a sixth round pick you know yeah true but again like you know 
he he is a hall of famer to me without a doubt that a guy like it is that the hall of fame should be reserved for dominant special players and he's he was a dominant special player for like 10 years and like especially his touchdown statistics like he was out for around two two seasons total or something and he was still leading by like 10 15 touchdowns to like the second closest active player now yeah so he's 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 he was unreal i hope he gets back to like some of what he used to be i think it'd be like 80%. i think it'd be nice for him um whether or not he deserves it is you know <laughs> yeah that would probably be the only thing that would uh and that... i and and i really want to see the i really want to see the hall of fame acceptance speech that's what i really want to see i want to see ab's acceptance speech yeah i mean like i think tom brady kind of settled him down a bit like just his leadership and his dad like uh personality just kind of took him under the under his wing and settled him down a bit because before that he was off the walls like yeah there was there was news about him every week like, yeah well i'm glad I, like yeah well you know i've made more ab memes than uh, i care to probably i care to probably discuss but um a, yeah a generational talent for sure just uh you know just kind of crazy all right so next one i've got is uh, Jamal Charles. It's a bit more so tough because I think he's got like over his career, he's got like he's got a pretty high yards per carry. Um, like the it's like oh, it was like the highest, <laughs> like it's the highest, you know, yards it, like per carry. And it was point, like over five, 5.4, yeah, 5.4. So he's so really like, efficient. 7,500 uh, rushing yards over his career. 44 rushing touchdowns, uh, 2,600 yeah, total receiving yards. I'm going to go with no on Jamal Charles. Um, let me just Let, let's, like, compare him to some that. other guys um, that are in the Hall of Fame because let's see who well, – it's, it's not it's, – it's not so much the comparing him to – it's the guys who aren't in the Hall of Fame that are the problem. Right. So it's like he's at so profootballreference.com has a really cool what they call their Hall of Fame monitor. And it basically it's like it's a math formula for you know how likely guys are to get into the Hall of Fame. And he's well below their standard. Like well, well, well below their standard. Um you know, only 7,500 yards rushing, you know, whereas you've got, you know, like Zonka is probably the lowest. Oh, let's see here. You know, no rings. Like I got, so here, so here's the guys that like you got Adrian Peterson, he's going to get in, right? Gore is going to get in. Definitely. LaShawn McCoy is, LaShawn McCoy is an interesting case. Yeah. Cause he just um, got two championships, but didn't even take a snap, I think. Right. So then you get into LaShawn McCoy, Roger Craig, and Marshawn Lynch as like, and then like Sean Alexander, right? Um, you know, Jamal Lewis, like these are guys with some like really nice careers that, you know, Ricky Waters had 10,000 yards rushing. Fred Taylor had almost 12,000. Um, you know, there's some guys that like, he's just, I, again, really nice career and saying somebody isn't all hall of famer isn't saying they're trash it's just acknowledging yeah. that 
they only put five people in the hall every year. Six, if you count the, you know, the veterans guy. Yeah. Um, I think like his, his best argument is definitely his efficiency, his yards per carry, but um, like, yeah, his, his total yards don't really compare to the other guys. Like you said, you've got guys over here with 11, 12, 10,000 uh, total yards over their career. Yeah. He, he he won't and and shouldn't make it yeah who else you got let's do let's do one more and then you said you got a mystery segment for me right yep all right okay i've got i've got a few but let's choose i'm gonna go with eli manning he's a no, no. For me. he's a no he, for me definite no for you me do, if you got more let's do a lightning round all right so Eli Manning. Uh, let's see. I got Philip Rivers. No. Same here. Um, I mean, like his yards total, they're nice, but like no rushing ability and like, I don't know. It's just, it's, um, Fitzgerald. That's a yes. Larry. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think he's overrated like putting him in the top five to me is a mistake. Um, but putting him in the top five all time is a mistake. He's got the counting stats, but like he's, he I hasn't been, be he's only got the one all pro selection, right? It's like, and anyway, this is the lightning round. I'm going to go, obviously Larry Fitzgerald's a yes, but I still think he's overrated. Like, I don't think he should be first ballot. And that drops that, that that's BS. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a cute stat, but like, <laughs> it's not, it's not that important to me. All right. Um, last one, Marshawn Lynch. We kind of talked about this, but I mean, we can just give a definite answer. He, he's on the borderline. I'd say yes. I mean, in my eyes, he's slightly overrated, but I, I'd still put him in. See, to me, he's historically to me, he's probably slightly underrated. Like he was really, really good and uh, Wait, what was his nickname again beast he's... mode yeah that there you go i i blanked right there so um no he's to me he's slight historically slightly underrated but i think that you know it what it'll come down to with him is like how many other running backs from this era get in right it's like i think it'll come down to like him versus Lashawn mccoy yeah and in that in that instance i think it should be lynch and not mccoy I agree. I agree with that take. Um, I mean, Marshawn Lynch, just like some of the clips I see, just like people and like just go crazy about him. That's why I just say he's slightly overrated, but not, not like not severely overrated. All right. So that's going to wrap up that segment. Um, I, I kind of like that segment. Um, but the last segment, this one's a mystery one. Nacho does not know about this one. So with like Aaron Rodgers being on Jeopardy and stuff, I'm going to do a, a game show type of thing. So okay. it's going to be Nacho interprets some Gen Z slang. Oh, so, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you've got, you've got, you've got kids, but I don't think they're like, I don't think. Right, it's, yeah. It's, it's, he's my oldest is seven and he's special needs and, has trouble talking so yeah we're not i'm not there's no slang at the house uh, you know it's like anyways okay let's try this 
All right, so in this segment, I'm going to give you a word or phrase that my generation uses, and you have to try and decipher it. Um, you get two attempts for each one. If you get the majority correct, you get three minutes to talk about whatever you want, hopefully relating <laughs> to football. You can talk okay. about the 49ers, take three minutes bashing whatever team you want, anything you want, really. All right. Um, however, if you get less than half, then you have to um, – you had to give a review of the podcast, like to the public, your honest opinion. Um, so I mean, like that's kind of okay. Let's both go. Both are Let's probably, probably win wins for you. And um, let's go. All right. So the first one is woke. Um, it's Canadian Cutler's old username. So what what would you say woke means? Well, I mean, like there's there's the way that people are using woke is like you know. It depends on who's using it, right? Because it's like if if the if the conservatives are using woke, it's like it's like it's basically a term for you know liberals that you know are too into their feelings. If you know the way that it was originally out there as was more of like a um, hey, you're you're aware of uh, you're yeah. aware of your privilege would be the uh, would be I think the probably the original term for it. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a yes. So pretty much like the way we kind of use it is just like, like you just understand what's going on pretty much. So yeah, right. You're right. aware of everything. All right. So this one, this is used a lot now. No cap. You know what that means? Yeah, I know what that means. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. So so there's so cap means that's bullshit, and no cap means like I'm okay, sure. I completely agree with you. All right. So you're two for two. Yeah. All right, so I run a meme page, man. Like you know, it's like I got to get used to this yeah, stuff. You got to like, know all these. Yeah, I got to. I got to know this stuff. It's just you're it, now, away. the all cap right. thing. The, I'll be honest. The cap thing took me a minute when it first started coming out, and I'm like, wait. What I mean, is I don't that? understand I had to, like, how that emerged. Like, how do you get lie from cap or like joke from cap? I, right. I, it's beyond me. All right, so throwing shade and like for context, it's what dolphins personnel do to Tua. Right. Yes. No, I know what throwing shade is like, you know, shade is, is, you know, it's like, you're, you're dissing somebody you're, you're, uh, um, you know, you're, 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 you're just, you're, you're not being, uh, you know, you're being derogatory towards them. Yep. Perfect. So that's three for three. All right. So do you know what like bet means? Like you say like, yo, you want to go to the mall and like, someone's like, Oh, bet. Yeah, I agree. Sure. Fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. That's four for four. Okay, I'm all right. <laughs> all right, the next this, one. I'm not, I mean, like, you know, it's like here, here's the thing. Here's 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 and maybe this will just be what I end up ranting about, but like I'm 39. It's yeah. not actually that old. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I feel you, I feel you. <laughs> especially if you run a meme page. I mean, like, because I'm just kind of like quote unquote in the culture a little more than a typical 39-year-old. Yeah, you're still incorporated with the the same people right all right so what so else keep lit, going lit or fire okay, I, I, yeah i know what that one means that's that that's just something's lit that's dope yeah it's just like our way of saying rad like however yeah. you guys use that all right so sus it's like canadian colors relationship with josh allen right yeah no i i uh I, that's it's uh <laughs> let's see here what's how how am i supposed to put that um the it's it's uh you know i know it's short for suspect but it's basically like suspect in like a hey like you know 
<laughs> is Canadian Cutler in love with Josh Allen or is he like really in love with Josh, Josh Allen? Yeah, it's like short for, yeah, like you said, suspect or suspicious, yeah. however you want to put yeah. it. All right, so that's one, two, three, four, five. All right, that's six out of six. So I've got I've got two more. Do you want to do you want to? Yeah, finish sure. You've already got majority. Let's yeah. let's, let's see. Let's see. We gotta you gotta stump me. Let's see if see if see if I see how old I am. All right, tea spilling the tea. Oh, that's that's the gossip. Yeah, yeah, like drama and stuff. Come yeah, on. yeah. I should I should have gotten some more difficult ones. Uh, <laughs> let's see. We got chasing the bag. Or Dak Prescott. Trying, trying to get your money, man. That's what I'm doing with my podcast. I'm trying to get money. <laughs> Patreon. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that was the last one. <laughs> so, got... okay. So here's 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 my little mini rant. 39 is not that old. You guys are going to get old. And you guys are gonna, it's going to feel old. And right now, I don't know how old you are. But like 40 is going to feel really fucking old from where you're sitting right now. It's not that fucking old. I got 40 more years at least ahead of me to... You know, it's like I'm sitting here with, uh, you know, a meme page and a fledgling podcast and, you know, uh, and a career. And and realistically, I can do all of these things for, you know, for forever. Right. Like and it's like I've got I've got more time to um, and energy for this stuff. Like you only you only start feeling old when like you hate the shit that you're doing. So um 40 is not old. Like you can start, you can start new shit at 34, 35. You don't have to, you know, go start selling insurance just because you hit a certain age. Like you can go do like, take your time, be patient. Like you don't have to fucking become a millionaire by 22. You don't have to retire by 40. Dude, even if I was a millionaire, I'd still keep working. Like you, you know, you'll, you'll learn things about yourself and, and what you want and what makes you happy. And, and uh, you know, 39 is like, is trust me, is, is nothing to fear. So that's so, my, man, that's my little mini rant. May I tell you this episode, uh, not Joe Flacco gives his life insights. There we go. The secret of life, baby. Start a meme, start a meme page in a podcast when you turn 30, start a meme page when you turn 34 and a, and a podcast when you turn 39. Not Joe Flacco gives his life opinion. There we all go. Right. Oh. I mean, that, that's all I got. If you want to say any last things, I mean, I really appreciate you coming on. It's just a new podcast. So, and it's no, man, to- I hope it works out for you. This was fun and uh, appreciate you having me on. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's all I got. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Nigel, for coming on. Appreciate it.